Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Nature's deadliest organisms. Xander's now screaming in just pure pain. They can hijack our bodies. Something was infiltrating his brain. Disable our immune systems. We counted 17 diagnoses. How can she have all of these things? And eat us from within. It feels like there's something crawling underneath your skin. For those infected, they are the monsters inside me. Ronnie and Laura Cabales live in Honolulu, Hawaii. What drew me to Ronnie was his personality. We've known each other since junior high. Laura completes me in a way that I can't get anywhere else. Ronnie serves in the military, and Laura works at a bank. I'm in the U.S. Army. I'm a military policeman. I'm a military wife, and for us to move to Hawaii, it wasn't just coming to live here because the military told you. For anyone, I think it would be a dream come true. It's just a relaxing place to be. Together, the couple has three children, 13-year-old Jaden, four-year-old Tice, and 10-year-old Xander. When it's family time, that means literally no phones, and we're just together hanging out. But this family's American dream is about to become their worst nightmare. One Saturday morning in June, Laura is in the kitchen. I was making breakfast when Xander came downstairs, and I could tell he just wasn't feeling well. So I got the thermometer to check his temperature. He was over 102. Laura gives Xander a dose of medication, and for the rest of the day, keeps a close eye on him. 
but by the evening, his condition has worsened. I checked his temperature with the thermometer and noticed that he did have a fever again. That night, Laura puts Xander to bed in her room so she can monitor him. So I decided to get the thermometer to verify temperature. By this time, he was 105. Concerned that Xander's high fever could be a sign of a more serious illness, Laura and Ronnie decide it's time to seek medical advice. At this point, that's when we realized that um, he needed to probably go to the ER. But as Laura is getting Xander ready to leave, she notices something. I realized he had discharge coming from his eyes. It was like sticky, uh, yellow color. At the ER, a doctor examines Xander and diagnoses him with pink eye. But when the doctor checks in Xander's mouth, he notices something else. It was a concave-shaped blister, so kind of gave him the indicator that there's some sort of infection maybe going on. His treatment at that time is to give him some of the um, eye drops for the pink eye and then antibacterial mouthwash for the blistering of the inside the mouth. That night, Ronnie and Laura bring Xander home. They put him to bed and a few hours later, check on him. That's when we started to notice some rash on his body. It started out looking like little hives. Over the next 12 hours, the rash spreads across Xander's body at an alarming rate. I obviously didn't think it was pink eye anymore. My first instinct was to call the 24-hour nurse hotline. She felt like, based on the symptoms, he had hand, foot, mouth disease. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is a mild, contagious viral infection common in young children. It is characterized by sores in the mouth and a rash on the hands, feet, and limbs. In my mind, I thought, okay, well, we know what it is, and he'll get better from that. The nurse recommends Xander see his primary care physician as soon as possible. So the next morning, Laura brings him in, expecting the doctor to confirm the nurse's diagnosis. The doctor said, I don't feel that it's hand, foot, mouth disease, and immediately suggested that Xander should be transferred into the ER. Outside, I'm, I'm maintaining myself for Xander's sake, but internally, I'm, I'm extremely worried, um, upset, panicked. Just 48 hours after first getting sick, Xander is transferred to an urgent care ward. The rash on his body was now starting to look like blisters, uh, almost as if he had been burned. His mouth was all blistered up. His eyes were really shut. Doctors note Xander's symptoms and suspect meningitis, so they order a spinal tap. But it comes back negative. And over the next six hours, the blistering rash spreads across Xander's entire body. I asked um, a few times, you know, what's going on with my son? They just said, we still need to take a look at what's going on. To Ronnie and Laura's horror, that night, Xander is admitted to the intensive care unit. I felt like, why is this happening? Why can't we help him? Why can't they figure out what's going on? 
inside, I, God, if you could only describe it, I'm probably inside, I'm literally screaming. As the hours tick by, Laura and Ronnie keep an anxious vigil by their son's bedside. At one point, Xander coughs. But when a nurse wipes his mouth, it quickly becomes clear that something is very wrong. When she did that, the skin, the entire skin around his mouth just completely slid off, including his lips. Xander is now screaming in just pure pain. Over the next 12 hours, while doctors try to figure out what's wrong, Laura and Ronnie watch as Xander's breathing becomes more labored. I kept thinking, how does this even happen? I don't understand. It's hard when your child is sick. It's even worse when you don't know why. You know, you just start putting two and two together. It's not, it's not faring too well for my son, you know. The following morning, Xander is transferred to the Capiolani Medical Center, where his case is taken over by pediatric infectious disease specialist, Dr. Marion Mellish. When I first saw Xander, he was very seriously ill. He was on advanced life support. And over his body, he had areas where large sheets of skin had actually rubbed off, revealing a red, moist surface underneath and other areas where the skin was clearly necrotic or dying. He was in respiratory failure. He had evidence of pneumonia by x-ray. He was losing fluid, and he was in shock. Dr. Mellish has 50 years' experience studying extreme skin conditions and has a hunch what Xander could be suffering from. So she orders a round of skin tests. All you're wanting for is answers. He is now fighting for his life. Seven-year-old Xander Cabalas has been struck down with a mysterious life-threatening illness. But pediatric specialist Dr. Marion Mellish thinks she's figured out what's wrong. Xander was suffering from Stevens-Johnson syndrome. When she said Stevens-Johnson syndrome, I said, what is that? Had never heard of it in my life. Stevens-Johnson syndrome is an extremely rare but serious disorder that affects the skin and mucous membranes. Inside Xander's body, the condition is triggering his immune system to attack tissues in his skin and the membranes surrounding his mouth, throat, and lungs. I believed he had this severe form of Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which is called toxic epidermal necrolysis. I told the parents he had a risk of dying as high as 50% because of the severity of his condition. They basically have just informed you that your son is dying. It's uh, something you never forget. In my eyes, as a parent, you're there to uh, protect your children. And at that point, um, I couldn't provide, I couldn't protect. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't guarantee his safety and his, his well-being at that point. 
Stevens-Johnson syndrome is a particularly terrifying condition because it can strike without warning and it can be very hard to detect. Often, it begins with flu-like symptoms, but in severe cases, it can lead to blood infections, inflammation in the eyes, respiratory failure, skin loss, and ultimately, even death. Dr. Mellish now orders the team to carry out a process known as debridement. One of the ways to get the skin to heal is to remove the most damaged tissues and then put on some membranes to help um, keep fluid within and prevent uh, bacteria from landing on that area. But as doctors battle to save Xander's life, his parents are left to wonder how he contracted the disease. Very little is known about Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and it's often hard to identify an exact cause. But two of the more common triggers are a viral infection, like pneumonia or HIV, and reactions to medication. It was important to find out if he had any medications or uh, before he started to become ill. Around the time he got the fever, his mother um, gave him ibuprofen, commonly used in children for fever. Looking back, I believe it was an ibuprofen. I don't know any other way how it would have happened. And to know that you may have caused it is devastating. Although this may have been caused by ibuprofen, it is possible that it was caused by whatever infection was causing him to have the fever for which he was given ibuprofen in the first place. For the next three weeks, doctors keep Xander on life support. We had to provide antibiotics. We had to protect him from further loss of fluid. Then one day in July, almost a month after he was first admitted, Xander awakens. Out of nowhere, he raises his arm. And once he did that, I just kind of, I just started crying. To me, he was telling me, I did what you told me, and what you taught me is to fight. You know, don't ever give up. After a further month of treatment, Xander is finally able to go home. Today, Xander is still battling the effects of his illness. I wear these sunglasses because I have photophobia. I wear a hat and jacket with umbrella because I lost 60% of my skin. He can't handle certain lights. His eyes are damaged. He does not produce tears. It has completely changed his life, our life. It'll never be the same. But there's no words to describe how grateful you are uh, and how blessed you are. I love my parents more because of the experience we had together. He's truly a fighter, you know. He's always reminded that he's a miracle child, that he's a hero. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a scientist. I feel really excited because I might be able to find something new in the future. Stevens-Johnson syndrome is extremely rare. Each year in the U.S., there are only one or two cases reported per million people. 
but the condition can recur. So if a drug is suspected to be the cause, it's important that it's discontinued. Recovery can take months, but unlike with burn victims, the skin does grow back on its own without the need for skin grafts. Some illnesses spread with frightening speed, but others inflict suffering slowly over time. It makes you feel scared. You just feel out of control. You go back and forth because you don't want to believe this. Caroline and Todd Williams live in the coastal community of Boynton Beach, Florida. We're opposites. Opposites attract. I call him my gentle giant. Caroline is very colorful. She's a very warm and caring person. The couple has two children, nine-year-old Micah and seven-year-old Asher. Micah's the oldest. You know, he's very caring, compassionate. Asher, he is my little funny man. Caroline is a photographer, and Todd is a general contractor. Both are passionate about their family and work, but something is about to bring them to a grinding halt. It's April, and Caroline is on a photo shoot. I was photographing a extremely beautiful home. Then all of a sudden, my back started flaring up. My pain was concentrated around my shoulder blade area. It was a crazy amount of pain. For many years, I've had back pain. I got diagnosed with um, degenerative disc disease and cervical stenosis. Cervical spinal stenosis is a narrowing of the spinal canal in the neck. It can cause numbness, tingling, and acute pain. I just thought it was a problem with my back. Um, I had to leave. I said, I'll have to come back and do the rest of the photos. I just, I couldn't finish. Over the next few days, Caroline continues to experience sudden bouts of pain. It would just really hurt my back and my arm muscles. Caroline figures her symptoms are a result of her bad back. But as the pain persists, she grows increasingly anxious eventually confiding in her husband, Todd. I decided that it had something to do with her stress levels. I think both of us kind of brushed it under the rug. For several months, Caroline takes pain relievers, but they have little effect. But then one morning, she's in the kitchen when she notices something disturbing. I didn't know what it was. What was wrong with me? For the past several months, Caroline Williams has been plagued with excruciating back pain. Now she's discovered an unsettling new symptom. I was doing a lot of dishes, doing a lot of, you know, cleaning, laundry, and I started to get a rash in between my fingers. Little red bumps, and they were very itchy. Initially, I just thought it was from dry skin, from doing so many dishes, from chemicals. But over the next few weeks, the rash on Caroline's hands starts to spread. It progressively went down my hands, all the way down my wrists to maybe your midarm. Eventually, the rash has become so severe that Caroline decides to see a doctor. 
He said it was just dermatitis. Here's some steroid cream. Dermatitis is a term used to describe inflammation of the skin. Common examples are eczema, dandruff, and some allergic reactions. For weeks, Caroline applies the steroid cream. But the cream never worked, you know? So it got to the point where it's just, just so bad, and I couldn't use my hands anymore. They were so cracked, bleeding, painful. But after several months, Caroline notices that the rash has even spread to her head. My scalp was itching so badly, and I was developing mounds of things, and they would itch so bad. And if I scratched them, then debris would come out of them. They were just like fibers. They were more plasticky looking. Caroline showed me the fibers, and she said, this came out of my body. And I said, Caroline, how do you dig things like this out of your body? Todd can't understand how his wife can be experiencing so many odd symptoms. I found myself uh, believing the one minute and not believing it the next. I thought that perhaps it was her body somehow reacting because she had all these crazy rashes. He kind of was a bit disbelieving and saying, go to the doctor and hopefully we'll figure this out. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Over the next three years... 
Caroline sees countless specialists in an attempt to get to the bottom of her mysterious illness. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, um, mild rheumatoid arthritis, and ankylosing spondylitis. But none of the doctors can give her a definitive explanation. I think at that time we counted 17 diagnoses. It was ridiculous. How, how can she have all of these things? While Caroline searches for an answer, the bumps on her scalp develop into lesions. They were raised patches. They would itch very bad. And eventually, Caroline notices the lesions spread to her back. It feels like there's something crawling underneath your skin. It makes you feel scared. One morning, as Caroline is getting out of the shower, she points out the lesions to her husband, Todd. It looked like something coming out of her back. I remember going to grab it, and it pulled back in. I told myself later, I said, maybe, you know, that's something else. Maybe I was pulling subdermal tissue. In the end, you, you go back and forth because you don't want to believe this. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing. I was in denial and unaware of what she was dealing with 24-7. So it was scary. By now, Caroline has been suffering from steadily worsening symptoms for six years. I wasn't getting any better, and it was dragging on and on and on. I was about as low as I've ever been. Then, through a friend, she learns about infectious disease specialist Dr. Neelam Upal. She had been sick for actually several years. She's gone through multiple treatments. So what she had was a multiple areas on her skin with arrhythmatous papular lesions and a big excoriated lesion on her scalp. And her lesions were really open and weeping and crusted. And Dr. Upal believes Caroline's symptoms point to one diagnosis. So my diagnosis of the patient, uh, for most probability, was filariasis. Filariasis is a disease affecting humans and animals, caused by a microscopic group of parasites called filarial worms. Dr. Upal believes that microscopic worms are triggering Caroline's joint pain and skin lesions. If this is untreated, it will eventually enter most of her vital organs. And if it gets into her heart, she can have congestive heart failure and eventually death. One of the scary things about filarial worms is that they can infect several parts of the body. When they get into the skin and joints, they trigger a condition called cutaneous filariasis, which can cause skin problems, joint pain, and inflammation. But if the worms reach the lymphatic system, that can lead to a terrifying disease known as elephantiasis. Elephantiasis is caused by obstruction of the lymphatic system. This leads to a gathering of lymph fluid in certain parts of the body, usually the limbs or genitals. The result is gross enlargement of the affected areas. The filarial worm can survive in the human body for five to seven years. They are very highly productive. 
The life cycle of the filarial worm begins with a mosquito. When an infected mosquito bites a human, hundreds of tiny larvae swim into the bloodstream. And from there, they travel to different parts of the body. And it's not just humans that are at risk. The worms also infect cattle and even dogs. Infestations are rare and mostly limited to Asia, Africa, and parts of South America. Dr. Upal suspects Caroline was bitten by a mosquito that had been infected from an unlikely source. I read up on where it's endemic, um, and one of the countries was Argentina, and that's where we had gotten our dog. The dog had symptoms of filarial disease with his skin lesions, skin nodules, and other ulcerative lesions. So being that the dog was frequently bit by mosquitoes, uh, and so was uh, this patient. So the probability of the dog transferring the parasite to the patient is very high. Caroline's dog was subsequently treated, and no other members of the family have shown any symptoms. One year later, treatment for Caroline's condition is ongoing. Dr. Paul gave me um, permethrin cream, she gave me an antibiotic, and she gave me a couple of antiparasitics. It's definitely improving, finally. It's a little painful at times, but in general, I'm definitely getting better. Even though it's been traumatic, ultimately the experience has brought Caroline and Todd closer together. It has made me a little more sensitive than I used to be. We've connected on a different level than we ever had before. Out of every horrible, horrible situation, something really great happens, I think. People traveling to regions where filarial worms are common should make sure to use a DEET-based insect repellent, wear long sleeve shirts, and use mosquito nets. Some monsters hitch a ride via the bite of a mosquito, while others use an even more ingenious trick. They tell us it was eating his brain. It just kept getting worse and worse, and the condition just kept deteriorating. Josh King and Daniel Chevrier live in the quiet community of Tweed in Ontario, Canada. I like Tweed because it's a lot quieter than the city. It's lower pace. We're away from everything. I can go outside and do whatever I want. Together, we like to go for walks. We'll have fires in the backyard. We're like best friends. We can tell each other anything. For as long as I've known her, we have been together. I would be lost without Daniel. It's September. Josh and Danielle are proud parents of 14-month-old Daniel. Daniel is a very happy boy, and he has very rambunctious. He gets into things he shouldn't. And now Danielle is pregnant with the couple's second child. It's my first baby girl. I love being a father. Um, I love my kids very much. One morning, Josh heads out to work, and Danielle stays home to look after Daniel. I get him ready and bring him out. He's 
really happy when he wakes up in the morning. But today, Daniel isn't his usual cheerful self. I was holding him on my lap, and he starts crying. He seemed tired and drowsy. I touched his forehead, and it felt warm. He was at the age where he was teething, and with teething, children usually get a fever. So I thought that was what was wrong with him. But the next day, as Danielle is giving her son a bottle, she starts to wonder if something else could be to blame. He's drinking it, and a couple minutes later, he spits it up on his chest. At that age, babies spit up a lot. I cleaned him off and gave him a new shirt. Then I noticed that he's still warm. So I take out the thermometer, and I see it says 101. I was hoping his fever would break by then. To make matters worse, Danielle is nine months pregnant. I was worried for her safety, too. Worried that I would get the baby sick because of the fever. So I'm thinking we should go to the hospital and get him checked out. The next day, a local pediatrician examines Daniel. But he doesn't find any sign of infection or anything. He told us it wasn't anything to worry about and that it did have to do with the teething. We were relieved to hear that it was from teething. I felt like he'd be better and back to normal. But the next morning, as Danielle wakes her son, she can immediately sense something is wrong. Usually, Daniel is already awake in his crib. But he wasn't sitting up. So I sit him up, and he can't hold himself up. I was confused. I didn't understand why would his body be so weak like that that he couldn't even sit up. Danielle calls Josh into the bedroom. But he can't get a response from Daniel either. His body felt limp. Kind of like he lost motor control of his muscles. We also noticed that he wasn't able to speak. He was not responding when we were speaking to him. But the couple soon finds that Daniel's trance-like state isn't the only cause for alarm. He's really shaky, like his hands are shaking. It scared the hell out of me. I knew that we needed to get to the hospital immediately and as fast as we possibly could. After battling a fever for the past few days, 14-month-old Daniel Chevrier has suddenly become unresponsive. His body is also starting to shake. So he is rushed to the hospital. Pediatric neurologist Dr. David Callan is part of the team assigned to Daniel's case. So when I first saw Daniel, the fact that he had a fever and he wasn't interacting with the environment the way he should so that makes us think there was something affecting his brain. Whenever we're dealing with infections of the brain, these can cause permanent damage. Unlike an infection of the skin, where the skin can heal itself, the brain doesn't heal itself. So it's something you need to get on top of right away. Dr. Callan and his team perform a spinal tap. 
and the test confirms their suspicion. There was evidence of some sort of encephalitis, which is a infection or irritation of the brain. Encephalitis occurs when the tissue in the brain becomes inflamed. Most cases are caused by a viral infection and can lead to fever, muscle weakness, loss of sensation, and even paralysis. But the trigger for Daniel's encephalitis is a mystery. Something was infiltrating his brain. What specific infection, we didn't know. Unsure whether Daniel's condition could be infectious, Dr. Callan moves him into the isolation unit. But for Danielle, who's due to give birth any day, that means limited access to her son. They were worried that I would get the baby sick or I would get sick. So we had to wear a mask and gloves and a suit. I was ready to have my first baby girl, Daniel's little sister. I think it was supposed to be a happy time for everyone. But I was so upset about Daniel. For three days, Danielle visits her son whenever she's allowed. And on the third day, she spots that he's moving strangely. I call him. He hears my voice. But as she's leaning over whispering to him, she notices something odd. He's moving his eyes around and I'm in front of him and he starts crying. And to her horror, Danielle realizes what is wrong. And it looks like he's trying to look for me and he can't see me. Dr. Callan performs an MRI. We could see that there was indeed swelling that was affecting the parts of his brain that are important in vision. It just kept getting worse and worse. You just feel lost, you feel hopeless, you feel like everything's just being taken away from you. Over the next 48 hours, doctors continue their search for the cause of Daniel's condition. Then, Dr. Callan comes across what could be a lead. Pouring over the results of the spinal tap, he spots something odd. It told us that it's an unusual type of infection. This isn't a condition that is generally on people's radar. 14-month-old Daniel Chevrier is battling a mysterious infection in his brain. And now, Dr. Callan has uncovered what could be a key clue in identifying the cause. In Daniel's spinal fluid, there is a large amount of a particular white blood cell. It is a type of white blood cell that is produced to fight off odd invading organisms. It's proof that the cause of Daniel's encephalitis isn't a virus. It is instead one of the most dangerous parasitic worms on the planet. It turns out that Daniel has raccoon roundworm. Raccoon roundworm is caused by the deadly parasite Bailus ascaris procyonis. Inside Daniel's body, these worms are attacking his brain, causing the tissue to swell and leading to his fever, blindness, and loss of motor skills. They tell us it was a parasite that it traveled through his body and was eating his brain. It was unreal. I'm shaking just thinking about it. 
Dr. Callan breaks the news to Josh and Danielle that their son's chance of survival is just 50%. Raccoon roundworm infections are very rare. There's probably less than 100 cases that have been reported in the world. It broke my heart knowing that we could lose him. He was so young. It was the hardest moment in my life. The hardest time of my life. I'd never wish it upon anybody. What makes the raccoon roundworm so frightening is its devastating effects. The worm infects the brain, so in most cases, patients face irreversible damage and in some cases, even death. To stop the disease from spreading, Dr. Callan administers an antiparasitic drug, then places Daniel on a steroid to combat the swelling in his brain. We gave him steroids called prednisone to try to decrease the inflammation around the organism. And we gave him an antiparasitic medication called albendazole to kill the bug itself. All Daniel's parents can do is pray that their firstborn will pull through. But during that time, Danielle is pulled away to give birth to their second child, Genevieve. When they put Genevieve in my arms, I was happy to have her and she was healthy. But I can't help to not think about Daniel, if he's going to survive. You know, you're so torn. My wife, she's upstairs giving birth. My son's downstairs dying. It's impossible to feel joy. No one could ever explain how it would make you feel. Bayless ascaris worms live in the guts of raccoons, where each day they produce millions of eggs. Those eggs are expelled by the raccoon in its feces. And if another animal or a human accidentally eats something contaminated with raccoon feces, the eggs get transferred to the new host, where they hatch. Dr. Callan suspects Daniel ate some contaminated dirt while playing outside. Toddlers put things in their mouth. So if you're a little baby crawling around on the ground, you could potentially get exposed to raccoon feces. Finally, three weeks after beginning the treatment, doctors notice a change in Daniel's condition. And after a further week in the hospital, they determine he is stable enough to be released. We are happy that we still had him. It's a big relief to know that he was going to live. Today, nine years after contracting the illness, Daniel is still unable to walk. He also has problems with his vision and speech, but he's improving every day. His sight is getting better. He can see farther. Danielle and Josh are also thrilled that their son has two sisters, eight-year-old Genevieve, and two-year-old Ariel. They both love Daniel very much. We're doing good, and I think it's only gonna get better. He's an amazing boy, and he's got a strong heart. He, he keeps us going as much as we keep him going. The raccoon roundworm is predominantly found in North America and Europe, as well as parts of Japan. To avoid infection, the CDC recommends avoiding contact with raccoons and areas that might be contaminated with their feces. Experts also advise washing your hands after working or playing outdoors.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.